Thanks for tuning in to the Grid Daily Startup Show podcast. I'm your host, Philip Lanos, and we're going to dive into the world of startups, from conception to funding to scale-ups and exits. These interviews are going to run across all industries, with entrepreneurs sharing their best stories, mistakes to avoid, and even their wildest entrepreneur moments. So without further ado, let's start. George, first of all, thank you for being here. Yeah, Philip, I'm glad you uh, invited me. I'm really excited for the opportunity. Now, this isn't like a run-of-the-mill startup. This is something that you have to make a pretty specific decision about because whenever you're dealing with healthcare and things of that nature, you know, you start looking at regulations or, you know, uh, compliance and things of that nature. So I got to say, what pushed you over the edge to want to go in this direction when building a startup and a business in general was hard enough as it is? Yeah, you know, it's funny. My my wife told me not to do it. Uh, (laughs) And she'll tell everybody that. She's like, because, you know, to kind of share the founding story of Patient Partner, um, I I spent the majority of my career in healthcare. Um, I was a medical device rep for like 10 years. And I'm not sure if you know much about that, but basically I lived in operating rooms, helping out surgeons in a variety of different uh, procedures. And, um, you know, as a rep, you have like these really intimate relationships with the doctors you worked with. and Truthfully, I kind of took advantage of that. Like anytime I got sick, my kids got sick. Like we never went to a doctor. I just called one of my buddies, said, hey, this is what's going on. Can you write me a prescription and send it to CVS? Um, but it wasn't until it's about like seven years ago now. My, my wife was actually diagnosed with thyroid cancer. And uh, although she's okay now, like at that time, it was like really scary for us. You know, you go meet with the oncologist and it's like basically laying out all of the options. And there's like pros and cons to each one of them. and I remember like sitting there and we're like trying to navigate and figure out how, what to do. And I, you know, went back to my typical playbook. I like called all my buddies and this was like one of the first times where they're like, George, I don't know much about oncology, man. Like, I don't think I could really help you. And so we really felt like the everyday patient. Um, and just, it was so funny. Like as we were meeting with the oncologist, I got called into clinic one day with one of my doctors. He's like, Hey George, can you explain to this patient what a knee replacement is? I'm like, okay. So when they're walking them through the products and um, patients like George, you know, thank you, uh, doctor, I'm trying to decide if this is the right, you know, decision for me. Like, do I really want to move forward with a procedure like this? And what would be really helpful is do you have a past knee replacement patient that you can connect me with? And I remember sitting in the consultation room like, oh, my God, this is literally what I need right now. So I literally left. I went into the parking lot, called the oncologist, like, hey, do you have another mom that you can connect my wife with? And that was really the, the, the starting genesis point of Patient Partner because that connection was so meaningful and so valuable for not only my wife, but for my family. It gave me this like overwhelming conviction that I think this like really needs to be normalized in healthcare. And that's when my wife told me, George, don't quit your job. Don't do this. Like you have no, you have no social, you have no proof about this going to work. Um, but I just, I just had this like really big heartstring pull saying, this will work. It's going to be worth the ride. Dive in. And, and so I, I kind of took that leap. That's an incredible leap, but also a very inspiring story because we haven't touched on whether or not you had training for business and launching things and going into that. I mean, you were, you were doing what you do best, which you, you know, selling machines and, and building relationships. And so you had that part. 
of what it means to run a company down, right? You knew how to build relationships, sell machines, and you kept your ear to the streets, as they say, proverbially, right? And then you're dealing with this thing that usually doesn't allow for people to think creatively. But I guess your heart was in the right place that it allowed you to see this. Sometimes these things are born of their own. You know, I don't want to get too mystical, but some of these things, man, they, they really propel us. So first of all, thank you for sharing that because that that is also like, I know it's part of the origin story, but man, that's also knowing what I've been through, you know, that's a hard thing to live with, but it sounds like you guys are on the other side of it and that's really exciting. So let's talk about this. Without the training, what was your first move other than the the gumption to go do it? I mean, did you have people that you knew in business and things of that nature that you stepped into and set up a meeting, try to pick their brain or... Did you just start going on Google and figuring everything out step by step? <laughs> Honestly, I, I really didn't even know where to start. I mean, the one thing that I did know is that I, I'm like, hey, I, need, I need a business partner. There's several things that I'm, I think I have a good skill set in, and there's several things I don't. Um, and so, my business partner, co-founder Pat, him and I teamed up. We're really relatively early in this in this endeavor. There's never there's never going to be a moment where you go. Oh, I know every option available, and I know what's the smartest move, what's the, and you know what's going to be the worst move. And so it's like, I don't call it the fear of the unknown, but it's just like the constant unknown that's going to be the next chapter of the business. And it's like every every chapter is a new challenge. Where you're like, oh shit, okay, so what do we do now? <laughs> and, and, I, and I love that feeling. I really do. You know, you have an interesting quality that specifically entrepreneurs, it's like a requirement to make it happen, and it is that that. Uh, that enjoying that discomfort of the bigger picture being where you're living and not necessarily having the next pieces like set out something about an entrepreneur's ability to live with that. I was even just speaking to someone yesterday that literally talked, they coach a lot of people into innovation and said the same thing, unless you learn how to articulate for yourself what these small wins are every day like yourself in a way that gets you feeling compelled to actually keep the ball rolling until you get that bigger win, that end result that people are looking for. It just becomes unbearable. And it sounds like you already have the most important quality and not not to mention you also have a business partner who's helping you make up for any other areas, which is like a whole other conversation. So we get this ball rolling, right? You're, you're knee deep in it. And essentially you've developed uh, a software uh, uh, a technology and application that connects people to each other. It's hard to connect with ourselves. How hard has it been to connect people to others? <laughs> yeah. Well, what, this actually, so I'll, I'll share how like we've evolved our matching algorithm. And that's really like where all of our like special sauce lot relies in is, is really just this algorithm we built on. And it's basically like a relatability matrix. And when we initially were starting this off, like I was just connecting people based off of, you know, George has, you know, arthritis and Philip has arthritis. Let's connect it. Right. And what I soon started to realize is like, okay, those connections are meaningful, but how can we go deeper and how can we get, you know, down to different degrees of connection? And, and so when we actually, the, any type of engagement that happens on our platform with, with, a, with a new user, the first thing we have to do is we have to learn about them. So we actually send them through like a pretty lengthy questionnaire. And our philosophy is like we try to pillarize questions into three categories. The first is, you know, typical health healthcare questions like diagnosis, comorbidities, symptoms, things like that. 
Um, the second pillar is we ask personal questions, hobbies, activity level, like, are you married? How many kids you have? You know, you know, things of that nature. And then the third pillar is psychological. So we ask questions like, what are your biggest fears? What are you trying to get back into your life? What have you tried in the past that's been unsuccessful? Um, because those are the types of, you know, we need to have that information to make sure that we're going to match you with somebody that can potentially answer the, poten- the, the, the questions that you have or the fears that you have or the insecurities or the discomforts that you have. And so that is how we've really kind of evolved this, this algorithm. It's we really want to get down to the deep rooted understanding of like, why or like, how can we best help you? And so that we have, cause we have six, seven, 800 mentors. And so it's like, we have so many people who have specialties and like, oh, they also had that, that feeling, or they also were in that location, or they also were in that situation from a family perspective. And that is how we try to get down to that like very intimate degree of connection. Man, I'm so glad that you opened that up because yeah, presumably one would assume, oh, okay, you put people who have arthritis with people who have arthritis. Not really a product in that, is it? <laughs> but as you start getting deeper and you start developing and cultivating your own class of matchmaking, that starts to soon become something that like your brand of connecting people to people. And I'm glad that it's gone that deep. Have you had to develop partnerships for like referrals? Like how is this introduced in terms of like your relationship to your customers? Is it through the network of doctors that you have this, uh, you know, patient partner introduced to people? Do you, are you on social media actively targeting people like this? I mean, it's gotta be, it's gotta be an interesting, that's probably the hardest part is getting the word out in this way. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, podcasting is one thing, but I, I'd, I'd love to know more about this so I can support anything you haven't tried yet or that you're trying to magnify. Yeah. So, um, it, so when we, when I initially launched this, it was very much focused on this in the spirit of, I just want to better the patient experience. So I was connecting people and truly, I didn't really care where they went with the conversation. I was like, Hey, I just want to connect these two people. Maybe they can learn from each other, et cetera. And what I soon learned was is that, and this is the same thing I have with my wife, is when you connect these two people, the prospective patient becomes what I call emotionally charged. And they are incredibly proactive in wanting to take some sort of forward progression movement in their healthcare journey. And that's where I looked at, I go, okay, that's a monetization point for, for us as a business, because as much as I love, you know, the the like the charity profit. You need money, man. <laughs> lights on. I got to pay some people, so it's like, hey, I got to I got to make money somehow. And so, um, and what I also learned is from these early connections is how much of the conversation was really focused on not only like the emotional experience side, but also revolved around the products being used or the procedure type being, um, you know being uh, used on, on the actual, on the actual surgery. And so I, we, we turn a lot to industry. So we go to a lot to medical device and pharmaceutical companies. And, and those are the ones that help sponsor this in certain geographies. And the real purpose behind all of this is like, we want to bring all parties of healthcare into one place focused around the patient. And industry is absolutely one piece of it. They bring incredible amount of technology and innovation into healthcare that cannot be ignored help HCPs, like physicians, they have to be there, right? So it's like, we have to bring that element in there. And we have patients and we have mentors. And so it's like, how can we bring this, like, all this, like, family revolving around this patient and give them everything they need, but it's focused around the patient. And that is how we've succeeded so far. 
And we've never lost focus on the ability to make sure that we are completely a patient-centric platform. Like there's no compensation for a mentor to talk to you. Um, all of our mentors are volunteers. The sponsoring party has to maintain, you know, a fair degree of separation from this. So there's no influence. Um, and so we really try to create this ecosystem revolving around trust and, and really a safe place. And so far it's been successful. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty of speed bumps, but, uh, and you have to navigate a lot of interests and things like that. But truthfully, when it comes down to it, I'm very confident when I say this, like, Everybody that comes to patient partner and wants to engage, whether it's a HCP industry, a mentor, a patient, everybody is there for the right reasons. And it's like, there are so many patients out there that have been ignored, that have been neglected and are lonely and are feel isolated throughout the healthcare experience. And how can we make sure that doesn't happen? And how can we make them feel supported and cared about? Because this is such a significant part in somebody's life that should not be gone alone. And there's, I don't have to quote a ton of data, but people need a, a, a solid support team to go through these journeys. And the, and, you know, there's tons of data showing how the outcomes are better and things like that. But I, truly, I look at it from a humanity perspective. Like, I would want that. And the fact that there's thousands of patients that go through this very, very isolated, it's truly heartbreaking. And it's like, how can we change that? And how can we give them this, you know, this platform where people, all they want to do is help you. And I'm like really proud to say that, you know, we are continuously striving towards that. It's absolutely necessary, man. I myself was in a hospital recently, a couple of weeks back. And while I was sitting there waiting for a surgery, you know, I don't, you don't get much time with a doctor. They're in and out. They're managing a bunch of different patients. Yeah. The list goes on, right? People come in, come out. You don't get to ask them questions about your procedure. What are the alternatives? Why did you rule this out? And Ironically enough, I wish I would have had somebody who had been in my situation to sit there and 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 talk to me and that I could open up my phone and maybe connect with, you know. Uh, your family may not understand things of that nature. Uh, actually, they'd probably be the least understanding because they're also emotional, not helping the situation, right? <laughs> yeah. And I obviously I turned to our most recent tool, which was an AI and and put in all my medical records, which is crazy to me, but that's all I needed. Just so that, because I couldn't ask certain questions, but I got to tell you, had I known about Patient Partner before that, I wouldn't have even bothered. I, I just remember hearing, oh yeah, uh, this AI had passed the MCAT and this and that. There's, you know, let me just put it in. And sure enough, when I told the doctor what I had done, they said, can you print this out? I was like, whoa, <laughs> no, why would I do it? He's like, no, I'm just, it's because it's so curious because the, the, the patient aspect of like helping people, you know, cope with these kinds of things is something that we're all looking to do. And I'm thinking, had had they known, and this was like county, right? So had they known about patient partner and what's going on and how they can bring that into their umbrella, I just, I just see so much applicable to the everyday life of like someone who just recently came out of the medical, right? I can think already of my family who I want to talk to about this because I know they're dealing with something right now. They've been dealing with it for years and they don't have someone that they can yeah. talk to because they're not also they're also not social butterflies. They don't have a big network. Yeah. You know that. So I can already see the practicality of what you're doing. And I'm happy to know that there are there are actual professional bodies out there that are collaborating with you to to continue to make this more accessible to people. My I guess what I'm asking is can people personally sign up for this even if they haven't been referred to it? Oh yeah. It's completely free. 
I mean, anybody can go on to patientpartner.com and connect with a mentor and go through our process. I mean, I think that's the, um, that's like the, the true altruistic side of why I built this is I don't want any type of bar to entry to anybody who's struggling. Like, come to our platform. We have hundreds of people that would love to connect and share and support you. Um, don't get me wrong. We're still growing our mentor base and we might not have every condition covered. But, um, you know, I think we're, we're a little over like 250 health conditions covered with all of our mentors. And so, you know, you will absolutely get support here like without question. Um, and, you know, the, the real goal of this is like, if you're lonely and you're like struggling emotionally, physically, whatever it is, like we have a, we have a platform that is completely free for you to use. Um, and we would love to have you. And, and truthfully, like our, everything we do from a product and engineering standpoint is focused on like, how can we make the patient experience suck less? And we're telling you, that's really what it's like. It, you know, it's like, specifically, <laughs> and it's like, it's, you know, it's so funny. Like we laugh, we laugh. It's like, Hey, you know, there's so many companies out there. Like, let's make the patient experience better, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, healthcare sucks. Like <laughs> you ask anybody, like the healthcare experience, everyone goes, Oh my God, it's horrible. It sucks. I'm like, let's just like, cause I'm like, Hey, let's make strides. Like let's make it suck less. All right. So, Hey, you, it sucks calling a doctor. Don't great. You don't need to call one. In our platform, you click, click a button and you immediately get piped over to their practice. Like, whoo, we removed one suck. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> and it's like, you know, how can we do this a little bit more? Because like, you know, each each step of sucking prevents people from going to, to going and actually getting healthcare. Like insurance sucks. Most people go, F it. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I, my leg hurts, but I don't want to go through it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, how can we continuously removing the degrees of suck from healthcare? And, and that's kind of like our philosophy. It, it, okay. Hold on. I have to say this because you, you brought this up earlier and it's like, you know, this mentality and philosophy of like an entrepreneur and like being able to like, Oh my God, there's like a huge storm over there, but we're going into it. Right. Um, and we have our core values written on the wall and, you know, don't get me wrong. A lot of them are great. You know, like, own and offer opportunity, you know, create, you know, create and better, better experience. But my favorite one, the last one that I, that I was like, Hey, we have to have this on there is, uh, I'm not sure if I can say this, but it's like, F it, we're doing it. And yeah. it's like, that's really, that's really like the philosophy we had. Cause there's so many situations where it's like, Ooh, guys, this could either really go out, turn out really well, or this would BK the company. And we're like, we're all sitting in a room. We're like, fuck it. We're doing it. And I it's like, love it. Like, we're going in. Like, guys, I'm sorry. We're burning the boats. We're going in. Like, this is like, and we've had so many situations like that. And that is, to me, from a business perspective, super exciting. And I love that feeling. And don't get me wrong. I've lost a lot of hair. That's the reason why I'm bald now. But <laughs> uh, it is... To, I, I mean, it is such a addicting feeling where you're just like, you're constantly stimulated. You're like, oh my God, I have to navigate and steer this ship rather precisely so I don't hit all of the rocks over here. Um, and it, on top of that, you're managing people and managing drama and things like that. And it's like, you know, things that I've never experienced in my previous career. Um, and so it's it's very fun, very challenging. And, you know, everybody's go, always says, George, would you ever go back to like, you know, being an employee and stuff like that. I'm like, 
I don't think I can, man. I really don't think so. I don't <laughs> think that would last. And I think if I if I did do it, I probably I probably I probably would get fired. I probably would really would. <laughs> man, I because I, it sounds like it, especially with the last value and tenant, it's first of all, somebody needs that attitude in this industry because there's too many people not saying F it, let's go do it, right? Not saying fuck it, let's go do it. There are just too many people who are doing that and letting opportunities and clear situations that need to be remedied sit there and live out their their uh, their lives of being a suck in a system that needs less of it. So number one, thank you for having that kind of culture and driving that kind of innovation in a space. Like, you know, you sit there and you ask yourself, we really don't have a network that connects people who have had this these conditions to each other, which would be like, yeah, that... It sounds obvious, but it took someone who specifically was there with your set of experiences and circumstances to make this happen. And I feel like startup founders can really learn a lot from this conversation. We didn't go into like, oh, you know, how do you manage your employees and this and that? But that's because this story in particular is about having a mission-driven business, I think. There's really a, a strong mission behind what you're doing. And it's not like it's like, oh, my whole life has always been, ever since I was a kid, I knew I wanted to be, you know, run a community. No, it's like it's like any good business, right? You had an experience yourself. You saw all the pain points, as they say, or suck points, let's call them, right? And you were living it. And you were sitting there going, wow, this is just, this isn't the way it should be. And somebody should do something about this. And you decided to be that somebody, you know? And that in itself says a lot about what entrepreneurs are. You know what I mean? You took up the mantle. You took it upon yourself. It is not easy running a business. We didn't even go into, I imagine, all the nightmares, but you've lived them and you continue to push forward. Let's not even get into payroll and what that looks like. And, you know, when you're also trying to run, a, it's like a dual mission that you're running, right? Most companies, profit, 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 which, yes, you need to pay people. You need to keep the lights on, right? And there's also this other side of, of, of mission driven, almost like a B Corp. You know, thank, thank, hopefully you didn't file as a B Corp because that man that only adds more regulation to what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> but but this it's still the same standard in terms of the way that you operate and, and hope to create impact. And I think that anybody who's listening, who's either already running a company or thinking of starting one, just know that it look at the, the fire in you. As opposed to, I don't know, we started and no shade to any other business, right? But we started an e-commerce company and, you know, we're selling whatever. And it's like, great. We hope you're doing good. Stories like this, however, you know you're doing good just by existing and trying to exist and continue to exist. So I can't thank you enough for doing something like that, man. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny. Like, I, um, well, th- thank you for all the kind words. I mean, for like, Really appreciate that. And um, it's funny, like I run into business, you get so caught in to this like business operations diet. At least I do. I'm like, okay, like where are the pieces? Where are we falling short on? Where are we missing goals? Blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, there's moments where I kind of lose focus on, on on like the actual platform, what's actually happening. And I I got the greatest kick in the butt like about two weeks ago. And it's like stuck with me for the past 10, 14 days is we had a person come in as a patient, connected with a mentor, ended up having a procedure, and then looped back and actually self-elected to become a mentor himself. And wow. yeah, so I reached out to him. Um, I reached out to him and just sent him a note. And when he responded back to me, he's like, George, 
I should be saying thank you to you. Your platform changed my life. And I was like, all right, man. That's why we're here. Getting chills. That's the metric right there. That's the KPI. I was like, fuck, man. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that's how you know what you're doing is real. And yeah. and and it is, you know, allow me to be that mirror to mirror it right back as as you're as you're still wondering, is this no, it is. It's real, man. And I hope that people know that this is out there and that anybody they think of who's struggling with something right now as they're listening, and let's be honest, there may even be some entrepreneurs, all the stress that we got to deal with, right? Okay. There's there's gotta be someone out there that has something that they're working with. Check it out. Uh, what is your call to action? Where do you want people to go? Where do you want people to connect with you? Yeah, I mean, well, if if you're going through a healthcare journey and you're wanting to have support, finding you know somebody that's been through it already, patientpartner.com. I mean, you, all you have to do, I think it, the call to action is like start now or something like, you know, one of the typical ones. Um, but other than that, like, feel free to send me an email. My email is just george at patientpartner.com or uh, I'm, I'm pretty religious on LinkedIn. So if you send me a note there, like I, uh, I'll probably respond to you within a handful of hours as well. So uh, yeah, feel free to reach out. We'd love to help in any way possible um, for all new entrepreneurs. Like I do a lot of mentoring myself where like I kind of share my experiences back with, um, you know, new graduates of college and things like that, just because I think it's a good way to pay it, to pay it back and, and hopefully kind of like help influence the next generation of potential entrepreneurs. I mean, we need more entrepreneurs in the country. That is how we've continuously won and brought innovation. And, and it's a tough road. It sucks. It really does. And there's a lot of great places to it, but there's all like building it from the, from the beginning is so, is so tough. And literally so many people give up and it's like, how can I get less people to give up? Because it's like, you just got to keep moving, keep going, keep going, keep going. And that was the motivation I needed. And thank God I had a great business partner, but, um, some people don't have that. And I'd love to be that person for somebody. So anyways, that's a long way of me saying, feel free to reach out to me. <laughs> right on, man. Thank you so, so much, George. I'm going to look into this. I'm going to tell people all about this. And I believe I owe you some introductions we talked about even before we started the conversation because I knew it was going to be that way. So we got it here recorded. But uh, thank you so much for stopping by. Yeah, thank you, Philip. I really enjoyed this. This is great. Thanks again for listening to Grit Daily Startup Show. I'm your host, Philip Lanos, and I got to tell you, I'm very grateful to be able to do this, and I'm grateful that you sat through and listened to this conversation. I hope it brought you the insights you needed or the inspiration you needed to get up and get going. Big shout out to Jordan French, founder of Grid Daily. Can't wait to do this again. Be sure to subscribe, and for whatever you do, please leave us a review. That's how this show grows, and we can continue to bring you conversations just like this. Until next time.